hey, this is Russell, and I'm pretty sure I have one of the greatest jobs in the world. I work at the video store, the one that's just down the road from you that you can go to once a week whenever it is movie night. Why I love this job is because when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series all day long and talk about them with my friends that work here. But occasionally, some interesting people pop in to rent something, and that is what happened today. Russ Learmont, the lead singer of Prime Circle, popped in, and it was lovely to catch up with him. He is uh, an amazing dude, and I've taken great joy in getting to know him over the years. So, without further ado, this is Russ Learmont popping in to rent something. Did you see that thing yesterday on the TV? comfy yes very comfy You're cozy i'm very cozy this is great <laughs> how's it going good good yeah so and you, yourself yeah lovely man so you've been told you can't drink coffee anymore yeah I've, I've been drinking too much coffee it's my new addiction so i'm trying to lay off the coffees as much as i can a new addiction well yeah you know there's always something i feel like i haven't stopped drinking coffee every day since i was like 18 19 yeah yeah no, I think uh, when it gets to six or seven, like then you're like... Really? Yeah. Is that what you're doing? Why yeah? are you shouting all the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that it, it damages? So for your voice, we toured in Oslo with Beth Hart, the amazing Beth Hart. And I remember her telling me that coffee is like the devil for singers. Like the day of a show, she doesn't even have coffee. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I've been, I'm recording my record now and I'm... I'm hearing some different things, you know, when you when you really look at it close up and uh, there's certain factors and I think my cats are definitely part of it. Like I'm, a, I'm allergic, but I still, I love them. They're my children. Oh, wow. So yeah, certain things like allergies and coffees and just, you know, I would just wish you could just scream into the thing sometimes, but which you do. But uh, yes, yeah, so when you're trying to get it specifically right in mm. a way, then it always helps. How's the album going? Going well. I'm... Uh, I'm in the end of it, sort of. Okay. I can't wait to be at the end of this record. Um, I've loved every second of it. It's just been, it's also like it completely like blowing my mind. It's been a, a, a roller coaster ride. I'm trying to, you know, it's it's taken me about five years now with okay. with COVID. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a long road. But I thought it had been done in my head because didn't you go to Europe to tour it? Um, I went to play, I was going to do an EP, I was okay. going to bring on an EP and I just thought there's so much more music and I need to, like I don't want to play a lot of Prime stuff um, mm. on my own solo stuff, so, you know, it yeah. just causes so much shit with the band, understandably, you know, like, and I mean it's songs I wrote but it's it's a Prime Circle thing so I don't want to be playing too much Prime, um, but, you know, but when I'm talking about my, my songwriting shows and, you know, my mm. behind the stories then it's different, but this album was—I wanted it to be standalone and something yeah. that, sort of, when I'm when I tour it now, it's going to be—I want people to be wanting to hear that. That's, yeah, that's the plan. But no, but it's also interesting to see where you've gone. Like, Wild was a lot more electronic. Yeah, a little bit more, a lot more energy in it, different writing, kind of thing. You know, uh, and working with different songwriters on this has been incredible. You know, just seeing. You know, it's such, been such a humbling thing. Who who were the songwriters? I worked with guys in Nashville. I worked with a guy in London. Um, I worked with Denim Harding from Just Ginger a uh, lot. Yeah. 
who's an amazing songwriter. I mean, he definitely, I, he, there's a kind of, you know, what I, I said this with Theo as well and with Denim, with different producers that we've worked with. I've always loved watching shows about albums that I love and the producers are sitting there with the artists and they're turning up the faders and they're yeah. going, this guitar take, and they were recalling the day and like, this is why. And But this, ah, you see, amateur hour, <laughs> leaving my phone on silent. Um, but there's all these things where like, there's such importance given to these records and there's such yeah. importance given to the music where denim gives that like yeah. there's a, there's a definite like feeling of because it is it's the most important thing you're ever going to write at that moment and it's something that it it really i love seeing all these these stories about these records so there's a level of reverence and and but some know. of the dudes overseas they must have been strangers complete strangers but you walk in strangers and then you leave sort of these kind of there's a cool kinship there's a that musical language yeah yeah and then also just figuring each other out like the one kid that came in we wrote a song called forest and so he's, he's obviously someone younger than you he was a lot younger and uh he was like a punk kid which was quite cool because punk you know isn't wasn't that prevalent now it's coming back but it's good mm -hmm. to see youngsters doing that kind of punk music yeah and he was like I, the one thing i loved about him was uh, he was so himself he was mm. unashamedly himself and this confidence which is which was so great to see and we just ended <laughs> the, up writing the kind this great of confidence song. that you only get from being a gen Z where <laughs> i suppose yeah yeah a lot of the world considers that arrogance but no it's, it's, he, it's, he did it in such a it wasn't it's definitely confidently yeah no, he, that's super cool and he he sort of interviewed me and we sort of started speaking about like he was going what are we trying to do here and, and it was really cool i loved his nature but then, you know, there was another time where the, I just, I just, I've, I've been in writing sessions where it's felt awkward. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of like dancing with someone that you can't get a rhythm with. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's that kind of thing. And played with great musicians where I felt like it didn't really work, you know. Um, yeah. I know it, that feeling. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it's just it's all about chemistry, finding it. And you guys just did some big ass shows. Yeah. The 21st birthday. It's amazing. There's been a few times where I didn't think we'd make it. Like every, we call it the seven-year itch. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's that's a, a term. That's like a general term. I think it's a, a general thing. It was I, a it was a collective soul album. Yeah, I think they maybe experienced it. And so that's sort of like at a particular point in a band's career, you 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 sort of decide. Yeah. Sort of who we are. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Like it was also just before Let the Night In, I remember being extremely anxious. And Wait, feeling, so how many years was this? This was about 14 no, 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 sorry, the, 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 the what you just did on the weekend? 21 years. 21 years. So yeah, we've recently had an Toss itch. Off. But it's been good. It's like a, a good itch that got scratched, hopefully. And yeah. you know, you've, you've got to sort of keep asking questions. There's such an easy pattern that can be formed in, uh, of comfort in a band. Mm. Um, especially when you've had some success and you, you know you can you keep repeating yourself yeah. because it, it can kill you every night you're playing to different people and it's new to them and it's great but it can really start weighing take weighing its you know taking yeah. its toll on the members and there's a you know I have this dream of the solo career as well as the band and just trying to find that balance has been quite tricky but it's it's getting there now thank God yeah. you know hopefully we can figure it out no, good, and it's and and yeah, and as I said, your your solo stuff is is refreshingly different, but still you at the same Shot. time. Yeah, and I think that I think that's that's cool. 
It's the musical journey. I think it, that's the thing. We always need to try and strive. I, I just but it's felt the journey stagnant. of everything, whether whether you're a filmmaker or an illustrator yeah. or whatever. It's 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 the same. It's a, it's a remarkably similar journey. Yeah, I it speak is. to a lot of um, stand-up comedians because we're doing more in that here in the in the cinema, and it's amazing how it's just so similar. It's amazing, but they. I think a comedian must be really hard because you have to reinvent yourself a lot faster. I don't think you could tour that material as as often. Well, it's in a different order. Yeah. So they'll spend a year on the road crafting the album. Said joke, yeah. You know, yeah. and then they record it and then it's done. Like we as musicians would do it the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so you went to Europe. Went to Europe. Went to the own. States. Um, yeah. Well, I, you I and took my lady with me. Cursed. It was crazy. It was good times. We went to Nashville together and it was just amazing to, she, ah. she sort of helped me on my, my new journey in life and, um, you know, helped. We, we've, we both uh, sort of had to face some demons and some things and it was great to be able to do that together. Yeah. Yeah. You, cause she's now kind of managing a bit, right? Yeah. She's helping me book shows and she's a great, she's a marketing genius. She's, uh, her background is in marketing. So she's been helping me with marketing, but she, is working with Arno Carsten's art. Um, she's working with a lot of lot of artists, which has been great. She's just taken to it so well, you know. And uh, you know, it's something that's needed. Someone, who, you know, like really passionate people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice that she was able to, as you started your solo, she was able to be there in your life to help you do that together. So yeah. It's like you both. It's not like she came in later after years of a dynamic being formed with a band and then yeah. someone's kind of coming in. It's kind of serendipitous. Good word. Yeah. 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 Um, you you being sober, is that the one sort of thing that you... Yeah, you, definitely. You mentioned. It's yeah, I think you it, guys she's helped both, me with that. Yeah. It's exciting. I think, it's yeah, because I'd get to like, you know, I, I was just, my life was a waiting room for gigs. So it's sort of, that was where my problem was. I would just be waiting around for shows <laughs> And it was just became one big backstage, and it was okay because that's what you know everyone expected of you. So I was a very very good drinker for a very long time, and yeah, uh, yeah. It, but it's I, I don't miss it anymore. It's quite good. Yeah. yeah, and that helps by having someone in your life who who not only in your professional life but in your personal life is also a force for that good. Definitely, yeah. Because you definitely have those. Um, yeah, if those triggers are around you, then it's you know you it's can easy, spiral yeah. up and you can spiral down. Yeah, I, yeah I've it's never. Easy. I said I've I'll always... start drinking in my fifties again, maybe. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. And when you tell when you tell Scottish ghost stories, yeah, that's that's got to be over yeah. some whiskey. Uh, yeah. No, everything in moderation, and if it's something that you 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 feel is just not right now, then it's great that you you've been able to. Yeah. Yeah. Find, find a way out. Yeah, we go. Um, how great is Nashville? It's amazing. I found it to be, we got into the tourist trap section of it. So we went downtown. Down Broadway. Yeah. And then we, we spent a lot of money on like one drink. Did you go into Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk? No. <laughs> I, I don't think we saw that. <laughs> it was there. right. It's right at the end of Broadway. Okay. So what I love, um, for those who haven't obviously been to Nashville, is in my head, it was going to be super overwhelming. Like in my head, it was just going to be this big, crazy thing. And Broadway which is the street with all the honky-tonks. Like, I thought it was going to be crazy. But mm. it's it's tiny. 
Yeah. It's, it's a not, little it's a little road. Yeah, it was like an old derelict part of Nashville and then they redid it up yeah. and now it's the tourist trap. But it's amazing. I, I loved how loud the music was and how mm. like every venue, like no matter what time there was someone playing or, yeah. or getting ready to play and just seeing how skilled these people were. And so we went into one of them, which was considered more of the, the famous ones. Yeah. The older ones, the original ones. And then a friend of mine who lived in Nashville was like, are we going to go to Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk? Uh, and I was like, no, no, no. We purists here. We want to do yeah. it. Right. But my God, by the way, we went in there. It was fucking awesome. It's yeah. three floors, but like big stage, big rock band. Wow. You know, big bar, you know, vibe, big screen TVs. It, I mean, wow. it's just done like Very a cool. whole nother level. We we ended up spending a lot of more of our time in East Nashville. Okay. So sort of like I called it the Melville of okay. Nashville. Okay. And it's sort of like it's a lot quieter, but a lot more artists, a lot more songwriters. Yeah. Um, but more alternative. How long were you there? I was there for two, three weeks. Okay. All right. So it was that's, cool. That's, that's quite a bit of time. Yeah. And then straight after we left, there was a massive tornado that oh, like wow. destroyed a lot of where we were. Hectic. Which was crazy. Like some, like the house we stayed at, luckily they were fine. Um, but yeah, it was it was terrible. Did you have hot chicken? Um, I did. We had um Which one did you go to? There's like a not a rivalry, but there's like a there's like two or three that are like the famous ones. I can't remember. There was one called Hattie Bees. Okay. Where you sort of line up around the corner for this hot chicken. Oh. But it's very good. It's super hot. Huh? Sure. Well we had uh, we had what was it? Catfish. That was disgusting. Okay. I can't believe that they <laughs> served that. Oh, no. Get some catfish. It's horrible. Um, and did you go to the, the Country Music Hall of Fame? No. I, I, I stayed very close to the Opry. So okay. I'd run. We, I started running there, and that would be my I'd run for breakfast. Okay. And that was sort of my training, like to get healthy, because I was like yeah. 100 and something kgs, and I, I would wake up at like early in the morning, be freezing, and then we'd, we'd pick a restaurant, and then we'd run there in the morning. Wait, when was this? This is when I went to Nashville. But when, what year? This was 2020, just before the world ended. Okay. So it was literally, I was spending money like the world was going to end, <laughs> and it freaking did. And then I was like, sure, I wish I had some of that money. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, spending money being like on these songwriters yeah, and just on the that traveling and, and yeah. stuff. Um, did you watch any shows at the... Um, no, I went to BB Kings and I saw okay. the the house band there, and I follow a couple of musicians from there on on Instagram. And it, these people are just the Ryman, amazing. The Ryman Auditorium. Oh uh, no. Okay. No. And the Ryman is was quite a famous. It's quite a famous venue. Okay. And there would have been lots of shows, um, constantly happening. Yeah. And the Grand Old Opry was a was a sort of review show that they would do. Yeah. And then we we made a point on this trip to it around Christmas time, the grand old Opry comes to the Ryman and puts on a show. Okay. And it's sort of like a radio, it's almost like a big radio show. That's that, amazing. Did you get to see that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And we paid a little extra to go into the backstage of the Ryman. Okay. You go on like a, a tour after the show. Very cool. It's lovely. And the amount of bands that have played there, but it's this old wooden chairs and galley up at the top. Yeah. It's that history. It's amazing. Yeah. And there was a quite a special thing that you could do in the um, Country Music Hall of Fame where you paid to go to a, a studio. It was called like Studio 5B. Did okay. you hear about this? No. So, so there's a bus that then takes you off 
off-site to go to this particular studio. And it was a studio where um, a whole bunch of Elvis stuff got recorded. Oh, wow. And there's even like a piano that like Ray Charles played. And it's lovely to go into this old studio, which has been turned into a, a tourist But that's thing. the thing. It's like going to Europe and seeing castles. If you go to Nashville, you're like going to see, like I saw the piano Ella Fitzgerald played on and yeah. like she used to write on and uh, I went to Fame Studio. Like that. that's the thing. Those instruments have ghosts in them and like yeah. history and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, I really, I really enjoyed Nashville. I thought it was quite special. Yeah. And um, okay, so you did the tour. Oh, what are you watching, by the way? Are you watching some TV? Um, I, I've been watching. I watch a lot of murder stuff now because my girlfriend watches it. Like I'm just forced to. <laughs> I'm trying to be more stoic, and, yeah. and I'm trying not to watch. Do you know, know what is a nice compromise? If I can help you recommend yeah. something, if you haven't seen it already, it's on Disney Plus. It's called Only Murders in the Building. Okay, so there's a cartoon of murders. It. No, it's well, it's it's a comedy. Okay, and it's Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez, and they right. and they're podcasters. All right, and it's, and it's it's all about it's like a true crime. It's like a poke at true crime podcasts. Great, what's uh, that called again? Only murders in the building. Only murders in the building. Yeah, I think you'd like it. Very good. I think you'd appreciate it. Yeah. So is she watching dark stuff. Well, she watches like these documentaries about serial killers, and I just like, I just think they should their name should be erased from yeah. the history. You know, no, that's but the biggest like you kill enough of, people, of you're going to get a movie. Yeah. Like I know poets, I know artists that are never going to be spoken of ever again, and like 40 people will maybe see their paintings or hear their work, and like they're never going to be revered like someone who's like mass murdered. Yeah, it's just terrible. Um, no, I totally agree, and and. And that's been the biggest criticism of this um, Dharma show. Yeah, is that the the people affected, the families affected, are like, you know, this happens all the time, right? Yeah. You know, like our whole life has been filled with this. You know that there's been many other TV shows. Now this one is the biggest and yeah, perhaps yeah. you know the latest. But they're like, this happens all the time. Like everything about like the murder of our daughter or sister or whatever. It comes back and haunts us. Yeah, it's every terrible. time one of these shows. Get yeah, because there's always something. Like I think there's probably hundreds of stuff about these people. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it should be sort of your name should be stricken. Uh, they could make shows about it for study purposes, and I suppose you know. Mm. But I, I don't know. They, like you shouldn't be glorified. Yeah. Uh, no, and and they love to. Yeah, it's so funny. The same people who who will make sure to not mention the name of the shooter. Yeah. You know. And and that's relatively, you know, that is a good thing, as you said. But that the same industry just loves to tell a good story and yeah. go by name and give it a cool, give the guy a cool name. And it's like the end of "Don't Fuck with Cats." They say, "Well, you're the reason this was made. You're the reason he was the killer because you wanted to watch and he wanted to be famous." So that's the you know. Sorry if anyone yeah, listening yeah. hasn't seen. That. No, I, I haven't. I haven't seen it. I know of it. It's amazing. It does. It talks about that sort of. The, the the sort of glorification of it mm. and and it actually finally like it, it spawned someone to do these acts to be famous mm. so you know it's all in, all in its work you know yeah there's um have you ever seen vice the movie vice no with uh miami vice <laughs> <laughs> no this is about uh, dick cheney the, okay. the 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 ex um vice president uh played by christian bell wow okay. so good because there's a story there that people didn't know about. Okay. Which was just how involved Dick Cheney was in the government. 
Okay. Because typically the vice president is like a symbolic job. I mean, they do nothing. Yeah. Um, but in that Bush administration with the war in Iraq and, and um, uh, 9-11, all those strings were being pulled. There's an argument that can present that all those strings were being pulled by Dick Cheney. But Jeez. he purposefully kept out of the limelight, purposefully didn't yeah. put on a big show, but he was in fact behind it all. But it's um, there's also just such a great ending where um, there, there's like a market focus group and these people are sitting in that and they and they they it's sort of it's it's revealed that they just don't care about politics. They're just more interested in the latest Fast and the Furious. It's yeah. sort of they poke this sort of fun at the end and they, it's the same thing. They sort of right at the end go like, Yep, you you let this happen. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you, you weren't paying attention exactly. and you didn't care enough and, and it and it happened. There's big, I think there's big changes coming, man. I, I don't know like uh, to me, and I think it's desperately needed. There's a lot of big changes coming. Um, in terms of, in terms of the world, just the way we consume. Yeah, I think it's 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 all like everything's like. I remember the day when the Nokia three three ten was the, there was never going to be a better phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like that. It's like social media. Like it's like we 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 can't see what's over the hill. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you know, I think there's going to be a lot more tangible stuff that people want. There's also going to be a lot of like. The, the, there's a lot of problems that future is inheriting. Yeah. So they're not going to really have much time to be looking at themselves in phones. There's going to be like, I mean, like a hundred million sharks are eaten a year. You know, they, I read this fact yeah, the other yeah, day. Yeah. That, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, like if humans were farmed the way we eat and consume animals, we'd be erased in 17 days. The human oh. race would be gone. So it shows you. I mean, so all of this stuff is changing. I think the, the, politics is is doing it so wrong in so many ways, and yeah. there's a lot of and a lot of people aren't paying attention. So it's going to be required that we will. We're going to have to start paying attention because it's going to be. It's not going to be someone else's beach. It's not going to be someone else's house. You know. Yeah. And uh, have you like, seen Don't Look Up? Do you remember that? Don't lot? Look Up. Yeah. yeah remember exactly. that lot? It was yeah. run this time last year that it came out. Yeah, I love that movie. Awesome. One of the greatest ever. Yeah. And and people have found real life moments of the exact same thing. Yeah. Where, where there's been like a climate change guy. Yeah. On CNN, talking some. It was a guy that chained himself to. And the and the and the presenters are like, let's uh, let's uh, let's keep things light here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like we can't. Yeah. And that's exactly what the movie's about. I yeah. Thought, I thought that was a great movie. Uh, it was amazing, and, and it's true. I'm trying to be more aware, and I mean I don't want to get into politics. But I mean, you can try and help where you can and do what you can, I suppose, you know. But it's been interesting. This this Ukrainian war has been termed like it's the TikTok war. It's the war that was documented unlike any has yeah. ever been before. Yeah. And that that's both exciting and daunting at the same time because yeah. you can you don't quite know what you've being fed and what you what misinformation you've been getting. Yeah. But it's a but I'd think that we're in this era where the politician, the classic politician, can't get away with as much anymore because the whole world's watching in a way that they never were before. Yeah, but everyone's lying now. Yeah. There's, there's no, I can't, you can't trust anything anymore. Yeah. And especially with this new AI where the the faces can be replaced. Yeah, that deep fake stuff is haunting. It's scary, man. Like, I, I know this, sorry, this podcast has gone dark and we're talking about, no, 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 but no. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it is a scary thought to the future. And then you're just trying to, you know, make people smile and play some music in the middle of it. And it's, uh, yeah. it's tricky. 
it was a lovely feeling getting back out there after yeah. after COVID, and just feeling that that amazingness of shows again. Well, I don't know if it's us or the crowds, but I think it's a mixture of both. It's both. It's totally both. But yeah, I was emotional. Just, eh? It's amazing. I, I've just seen that the kind of sheer love that people are having to be back at a show. Yeah. And I think like the electricity that we're getting from it is, wow, man, like. It's lovely. Eh? Yeah, it is lovely. It's nice to see everyone again. Mm. I was at a show the other day. My dad's the wee Scotsman, and I always tell him stories about him. People love it and to the point mm. where, like, I've done shows where people say, "Please just talk about your dad, <laughs> and can you bring can you bring him next time?" <clears throat> but he was at a show the other day. And he's very embarrassed about this. And there was a drunk guy in the front, and my dad hasn't been out to many shows lately, and yeah, and he he doesn't. I feel bad for him because if someone doesn't like me or the band or whatever. That's a public opinion. And my mm. dad doesn't like this. And as the wee Scotsman, he will be offended and will punch you in the face, you know, <laughs> or you'll get pretty angry. And like it breaks his heart, shame, but there's one guy was dancing in front of the stage and he was bumping into ladies and just yeah. being a drunk mess. And I saw him and I turned left and I turned right again. He was gone. And I didn't see him for the rest of the show. And at the end of the gig, people were coming up to me going, your dad was justified. I'm going, oh, shit, what did oh, he do? Fuck, what did he do? And he, <laughs> he jumped in and he grabbed the guy and he pulled into the side of the stage and the, and the guy had fallen over mm. a banister and he'd fallen and fallen in his face. Oh, jeez. And he wasn't thrown over as people had maybe thought. Maybe he was. I wasn't there. And my dad felt really bad about it. But then the security guards came and yeah. they tried to grab this old man beating up this youngster. Well, yeah. the young guy was like 40. My dad's yeah. 73. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, the security guard realized who my dad was and they, they loved him and they became mates. And we took a photo at the end and as the photo was taken, my dad hit the security guard in the nuts. It was hilarious. <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> Your dad sounds He's amazing. like a child at 73. There's, um, there's a band called Lamb of God. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard Yeah, I know Lamb of God. Yeah. Do you know the story about the singer? No, I know he's a nutcase. So there's a whole documentary. There was a, a crew that were filming the band making a normal music documentary and then it turns in this moment where the lead singer of Lamb of God is on stage, normal thing, it probably happened five or six times already in the show, which is when someone in the crowd comes up onto the stage and jumps into the audience, does a, 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 yeah. a stage dive. And there's this moment that gets played over and over again, which is the singer kind of encourages him. So he sort of pats him on his back and kind of pushes him in. Not forcefully, but pushes him yeah. into the crowd. That kid dies oh at my the show. God. From that jump or what? In that moment. From just landing in the crowd and That's, something happening. Yeah. And so the he got he got criminally charged. He spent time in jail. Wow. Because his hand sort of graced his back and kind of Coaxed effectively him coaxed him into it. But of course the kid was going to do it regardless. It's interesting, huh? So yeah. he actually did jail time in the Czech Republic. That's ridiculous. This American hard must rock have, singer. Must have broke his heart as well. And so this documentary sort of turns turns a corner. Wow. It's like watching that Metallica documentary where all of a sudden it becomes about rehab and getting oh, you know, yeah, um, some kind of monster. Yeah. Where all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're we filming something very different now. Yeah. This whole thing has changed. It's crazy. Um, how did we get onto? <laughs> we we we've covered to? some stuff. Oh, okay, uh, what do you want? Okay, so what do you want to watch more of? 
you 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 you're trying to get rid of the or trying to weed out the the true crime yeah i'm trying to things, just and you you're just looking for something a bit more nourishing yeah that's the thing it's sort of like i watched the jessica chastain anytime anything she's in i'll watch oh she's, the good duck the good nurse the good nurse that was amazing because that glorifies the the hero it doesn't glorify the killer for me yeah so then i was point. like cool i was like like okay another murder movie okay babe we'll watch that and at least that was something like wow there's 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 how you get the bastard you know that's how you yeah. get them you know which is great um but I'm trying to not just watch just random shit anymore. I, I need to, like, I, I want my brain to be sort of, I want to be painting, I want to be writing or running, and then, like, get, like, a really good, I'd rather watch a classic, you know, than, mm. you know what I mean? But it is, got to make up your own mind. Like, I never listened to the Rotten Tomatoes thing, you yeah. know, like, the, the, the critics are, are wrong a lot of the time, yeah. you know what I mean? So, But the audience, the audience when. I think is one of the fairer markers yeah, yeah. as opposed to the critic marker. Yeah. Like I'm not interested in any superhero movie anymore. Like yeah. that whole era I was thinking about the other day of like, I'm I'm sure every person who's got the Batman role, even when it was Keaton, like got shit for it. Yeah. I, I'm sure even he's like the greatest Batman to me. And I think even he got shit about it. So like, I kind of liked the Ben Affleck one. I just thought they, well, I don't know why they gave him guns and he's suddenly killing people. Yeah. Like, that was always against their coat. But the point is, like, they've just killed that whole thing for me. Well, the DC could at least be doing it a bit better for someone like yourself, where a film like The Joker can be made. Yeah. With Joaquin Phoenix, and yeah. it's less like a guy in spandex. But I'll probably watch another Batman, to be honest. But yeah, Batman, I think it's sit on a, on a, on a weird place on its own the um those christopher nolan movies especially the dark knight like that plays out like an amazing film it just yeah. happens to have a superhero in it that yeah comics exactly. were written about but that's but like, maybe why batman you those know. sequences with the with the heist in the beginning yeah. and then that with the two um ships at the end and it, like oh i thought that was sort of a yeah it transcends superhero movie it does yeah no, but I'm not going to be like Black Adam and those kind of things. I, I'm no. just not. That was a kind of probably not made for us. No, it's a true story. <laughs> true story. <laughs> I feel I, honestly, I feel like a little duped by by Marvel. To be honest, yeah. like I feel like we were all a part of it because we were like we felt we had to be a part of it. And we had to watch these ones, and now it's like it's not for you, man. It's like I saw an interview with Ian McGregor and talking about his roles, and he said that when he did Star Wars, like. He got they got a lot of shit for it for the from the original you know the guys from mm. them but now he's seeing the benefit of those movies because now those those youngsters have grown up and it's their Star Wars movies totally so now he's like he's going yeah they, they are me back when I you know what I mean because he was a big Star Wars fan of the originals as well so it's now I mean Darth Maul and all those guys yeah, yeah. I loved those ones so he's seeing his new generation which is great yeah yeah lovely man uh, do you need to head out soon. Um, yeah, we got some time. Got a little bit of time. Oh, five it's minutes. Nice to hang out. Yeah. Uh, have you got any other shows coming up? I have. Uh, we're going to New Zealand now. We're going to be touring there. No way. Yeah, we've got a. We're doing what, as Prime. As Prime and Neon Dreams is on, on the tour as well. Oh, that's so cool. it's going to be quite cool. And then we are coming back to do not the craziest December we've ever done, which is great. Uh, we're doing yeah. about five or six shows, which is fantastic because usually it's like 25 or 26 yeah. shows. The, those yeah. December shows are, are tough. 
And we've been doing that for two decades. Like we've mm. been turning that bend around wilderness, which is brilliant. I mean, it's one of the most beautiful parts of the world. But I just, I, I didn't want to be able to have to just be hitting it that hard this time. And then I go on tour solo in January. I'm going to be doing a lot of that. But dates. I think with you guys doing it full time, it's a little different. For us as short straw, the December break was quite an important break if you're working. Yeah. If, you, if you're burning the candle at both ends where you're playing shows over the weekend and then you come back to stock count on yeah, yeah. Monday morning and pay you know, You've had a heavy suppliers year. and yeah. stuff. You can only do that for so long. And we did one or two. They were called. They were sponsored by Puma, the Happy Holiday Tours. Beautiful. And they were so cool. But then after a while, we were like, oh, we don't ever get a break. No, you've got to hit it. Yeah. And, and so we made a call as a band. Like December is when we go on holiday with our partners or family and you actually get to see your family. And yeah, yeah, get to unwind. So it's a little different. But I'd rather give it to shows... I'd rather give those shows and those moments to the guys that do it full time where yeah. like it is an important time. Yeah, it's crazy. And time. those shows are are, are great and, and yeah. are cool to play. Yeah, there's so much people down on the coast and it's sort of like And they're looking for things to do and it's do, so yeah. cool that you can be the band that yeah. that that does it. I just remember <laughs> on that happy holiday tour, like getting mildly drunk in a place like Muscle Bay, but by the end yeah. of the show you so sober because you've sweated it all yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's Muscle Bay. Oh man, you, I've had some parties there. Um, uh, what was the, what's the sort of legacy of that um, boxing match for you? Are you, are you still uh, staying as fit? Or I'm you? trying. I'm not boxing as much. Like I, I really love boxing, and I, I, I enjoy boxing in winter. Like it's more of a mind hack. Um, getting up early and it's freezing, and then you go and box, and it's not as busy. Wait, wait, did you box before? No, 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 no. I used to, when I was in high school, I'd, I'd like hit a bag. My dad was, he always felt bad that I didn't have a brother, I think, because he had yeah. he had five brothers. Um, Are you an only child? I've got a sister. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, and she left the house when I was young. So like for me, it was just me and my dad and he'd get the bag and then try and teach me to fight. But then I just got beat up a lot and it <laughs> never worked. And uh, then, then when I took this fight on, it was cool. But what was that moment? When you, it was just an email and you just sort of had to give it a Yeah, it was, a, it was, was it? a gig. Literally, it was a gig. I felt like, cool, this is different. I'll be able to make, you know, some money doing something else in music. They'll train, they'll pay me to train and to, they'll feed me, you know. And it was during that COVID time where we couldn't really do anything. So it was really something that was going to save me, you know, as well. And who was they? They is Boxop South Africa. So they've done three now. They just did the one with the two ladies. Um, oh, and they want the me to one? do it again, I think. But we'll see what happens. Who were the two people that just did it? <sighs> what, what, I mean, what were they? Angelique and Tasha. Tashi Berger, the singer okay. who's been found by uh, Francois and Fourcourt. Oh, yeah. So they just did it. And they, is that how you pronounce her name? Tashé, I think. Tashé. 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 I don't know. Uh, yeah. Tashi Berger. I have no idea. But yeah, they did fantastic. It's such a great thing. Win or lose, it's it's a great. And so you, yeah. So so just for those, yeah, back I thought, of the box on this whole thing was that you as a musician were up against a comedian. You I pulled a full Wolf Smith and smacked a comedian. <laughs> but uh, oh. and Kevin Fraser. Kevin Fraser. I'm a fan, so it's kind of weird, like training to try and and then we do like a press tour and we'd have to speak to different radio stations and just not to. Tr 
to speak shit with each other and laugh, you know? Yeah. Because it's all you want to do. I was about to say, how much interaction did you have with the guy? We had quite a lot. Like, we had to spend a bit of time on the way to just building up for the fight. And we're trying both not to like each other, you know? Like, (laughs) I'm already a fan. Uh, He's such a good comic. So, like, I'd been to a show of his, and he's just a marketing genius and doesn't give a fuck. So, like, it was cool. And the guy can take a hit. Because, yeah, that's what's interesting is that he can lose and it still come out on top. Yeah, he, no, he was brilliant. Well, not on top. I mean, he could still come out just as the way he was before. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's what I mean. I really tried my best to knock him out. Um, We went the distance, and uh, it was a good fight. I, I still, my thumb, to this day, I still can't really open the gherkins. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like it's not like I got a stave thumb. So on the day that I knew it happened, I was like, "Oh shit! It must have just happened." I want to know what the results were. Yeah, and so I tried to see on your social media, but I think you were obviously so caught up in everything that at that point nothing had been yeah had been posted yet. Um, and then I went over to his <laughs> social media, and I saw one of the last things he posted was like him next to the pool in the lap in the, in the lap of his girlfriend yeah and he was in the sun and I was in like in the sun and it said something like the calm before the storm I wanted <laughs> I totally wanted to send him a message and just say get out of the sun are you mad because oh, you know you right, lie in the yeah. sun you're going to just be dr- so tired but I thought nah I'm no. not going to give him the upper hand there like he was so like I know I was I was 40 he was 30 so that, that was my big fear oh in know, age in age so and he was a dancer you know, he's, he is a dancer, like, sort of thing. So I've never, I've been a couch potato for, like, yeah. a 10 years before that. So it was interesting. You lost a lot of weight. 30 kgs, yeah. 30? Yeah. It's crazy. I knew it was a lot. I didn't know it was 30. Yeah. No, but you were never fat. It, I didn't look it, but you, I, I but carried a lot had... in my face. I, I was like, <laughs> if I look back at, if I look back at my photos, I look like I was stung by a bee. You were, you, you, you had a nice chubby face. Chubby face. A nice, smiley, chubby face. And and I must say when I when I saw you I I, I was a little taken taken aback. Yeah, I, I, it was a, it was, I was a, very thin. It was a face to get used to. Yeah, no, it was. Um, yeah, only a mother will love. <laughs> but uh, it it yeah it was great a great experience. But I, I got beat up so much going to the fight, like all the fighting going to that okay. fight was hectic. And you and and okay, are you still doing a little bit now? So yeah, I fit? do I do it um, just enough to to sort of keep me sharp enough you know so it's good it's good training it's it is good. good and it's humbling i think everyone deserves to get smacked in the face every now and then like you know it goes to an age when you're like a kid and like you get told off you know kind mm. of thing and my age you know you were smacked and mm. and then you sort of get to be you get to these older people and then you sort of lose mm. perspective of like you know yeah every now and then just getting Punched yeah. in the face is not yeah. a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I, know what I know a lot of people that need to be punched in the face. You Just know? like a stop it. Yeah. And I need to be punched in the face every now and then as well. <laughs> so it's good, humbling thing. And, and everyone at the gym that I, I, I mean, these people are like ripped and they're amazing fighters and it, but they're all extremely humble. Yeah. Um, Boyd Allen, literally my trainer, just fought in Japan and like these people are like the real shit okay. and they're just humble. Have you been to New Zealand before? I haven't been to New Zealand. I'm I'm looking forward to going for a run in the mountains. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be cool to go see you. Yeah. When is that? That is now in a couple of weeks we leave. This Amazing. month. Yeah. It's a far trip. Eh? It's going to be 15 hours to, we fly to Dubai, then we fly to Australia, then we fly to New Zealand. Wild. So yeah, it's a long flight. It's lovely, man. Yeah, it's I'll exciting. get I'll get my Netflix uh, and movies up by then. 
Yeah, cool. Yeah. Then we'll chat after that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, magic man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and thank yeah. you for doing it. We 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 an earlier version of the video store was our was our yeah. concept and called Boys Who Brunch. It yes. never saw the light of day where yeah. we pretended, similar to how we pretending we're behind a counter here. Boys Who Brunch, we pretended we were out to brunch, and you were such a champ. Thank you. And you and you came and chatted to us. Yeah. <laughs> As as much random shit and as get this lost one, somewhere out in the yeah. out in the yeah unpublished. But it's good to yeah have you here. Thank, Thank you, you, man. Cheers. All right, what a great chat. As I said, it was lovely, um, lovely just to chat to him. He he um, stays close by, and so it's just been so great to sort of get to know them over the last few years since moving to 44 Stanley and I was so intrigued and um, taken in by that boxing match so it was it was cool to get into the the weeds on that and talk more about that so yeah my name is Russell Grant and that was me chatting to Russ Learmonth if you enjoyed the show please share the love we are the video store.co.za we appreciate any ratings and any reviews you might leave on your favorite platform. So please do that. That means the world to us. And yeah, it's um, not much to to catch up on. We call this section of the show the cash up. Um, nothing to, to report there. And yeah, that's that. We will uh, see you on the next one. Thank you for listening. Cheers. <laughs>